The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Congratulations. You've created the greatest new product or service of the millennium, and you're about to take that leap to becoming a true game changer. So exciting. But wait a minute. What is that? You're telling me you have no money to take it to market? Too bad. You almost got there. Let's talk about your options for raising the needed funding. Well, look around you. You've got an FFF. That's family, friends, and fools. Circle of FFF. You can ask them to bankroll you. Kind of a dicey conversation. I don't know if you want to go there. You could also tap an earthly angel, I call them, and ask an angel for seed money. We'll find out more about who the angels are out there and, and how they operate and what they're thinking. That's option number two. Option number three, you could go big time and convince a VC, a venture capitalist, to invest, uh-oh, millions? Your idea is that good? Maybe it is. We'll have to find out. Which route should you go? I have four experts who are going to share their information and their insights and expertise with you today. We're going to be hearing from Chris O'Connor from Tapterra. Chris says, you've got to have a pretty face. That means a user experience. Blue eyes don't hurt, of course. To get attention, the old desktop solution isn't very sexy with VCs. We'll be hearing from Chris in just a minute. Sanjay Parthasarathy, new to our show from Index.com, that's I-N-D-I-X.com, says, when the VC's ego is valued higher than the funding, <laughs> Better look elsewhere. We'll find out about what those words of wisdom mean. Welcoming back a return guest many times on the show, M.R. Rangaswamy from Sandhill Group. He says, in these frothy financial times, I'm thinking milkshake, M.R., in these frothy financial times, how many entrepreneurs want to use the strategy of a company built to last versus built to flip? Flip is an important word here, F-L-I-P. We'll be talking to MR. And Gaurav Tavari from SAP Ventures is also back. And he says, the market rewards qualities that are scarce. Listen up, entrepreneurs. As an investor, I am looking for game-changing, disruptive businesses. Disruptive is important. With management teams who possess the knowledge, the imagination, and the conviction to successfully execute upon a bold vision. Those are fighting words and words of great wisdom for all entrepreneurs out there. So join us for more on The Sweet and Sour of Investing, Part 2. We did this topic a couple months ago. We had so much more to say. I've invited our guests back, and we've added some new people as well. I'd like to tell you about my guests. We're going to hear them say hello, and then we're going to deep dive into their quotes. So M.R. Rangaswamy is the founder of Sandhill Group, publisher of Sandhill.com, a leading voice for the software and tech ecosystem, and he's an angel. He's been investing in companies for 15 years. Welcome, M.R. Say hello. 
Hey, thank you, Bonnie D. I've been always wanting to say Bonnie D to you. <laughs> you certainly may, and it's nice to meet you, MR. We almost have Madonna kinds of names. We're not quite there yet. Chris O'Connor, co-founder and CEO of Tapterra. Welcome back, Chris. Chris is a builder at heart, he says. He enjoys creating teams, systems, and companies. He has 15 years' experience bringing innovative IT solutions to Fortune 500 companies. Welcome back, Chris O'Connor. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Bonnie, and uh, thanks for having me back. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Wonderful. I am, too. And new to the show is Sanjay Parthasarathy. He invests in early-stage startups. Okay, everybody wants to listen up what he's going to say, and is currently working on a startup called Index.com. He was at Microsoft for 19 years, most recently as corporate VP of what else? The Startup Business Accelerator. Perfect for our panel. Sanjay, welcome to SAP Radio, and how are you today? Good. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure, pleasure. Looking forward to your words of wisdom. And Garv Tavari is back again, Executive Director at SAP Ventures, focusing on growth and later stage investments within software, SaaS, Internet, digital media, mobile, and tech-enabled services. And just for those of you wanting to know more about SAP Ventures, it has funded and helped build over 100 companies globally since 1997. Welcome back, Garv. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. Good, thank you. Good to be here. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And now I'm going to deep dive back into our quotes. Let's start with Chris from Tapterra. You've got to have a pretty face to get attention. The old desktop solution isn't very sexy with VCs. What is sexy with VCs, Chris O'Connor? Well, definitely rabid user adoption is always uh, uh, more than just a passing fancy. Um, there's the trend for consumerization to uh, provide applications to, uh, in our case, big companies or small. Um, or consumers directly that, uh, that really, really focus on like solving real problems and solving them so well that, uh, your customers are your biggest fans. Um, with every VC or, or early stage investor that I've talked to, that rabid fandom, uh, if I can call it that, is something that gets a lot of notice, um, and a lot of focus. And I think rightly so. Okay, thank you very much, and let's turn to Sanjay from Index.com. You say when the VC's ego is valued higher than the funding, it's better to look elsewhere. How do you put a dollar sign on a VC's ego, Sanjay? Help me out here. Well, I mean, it, it comes down to the relationship. I mean, if uh, look, you're, you're probably um, hiring the most important employee in your organization. That's the VC, the funders. And if they're the most important employee, then you want to go through the process of recruiting a really high-profile and important team member. And it's a relationship that you value. Um, and if you're on the same wavelength, you have the right chemistry, if um, the VC can provide you with real good strategy and input, then you go with them. Uh, so for me, it is about the relationship, and that's how I value whether I want to work with the VC or not. Okay. Is there a personality thing in here too, Sanjay? Is this uh, getting along well at the dinner table, at the conference table? Is there anything about, well, we really didn't hit it off? Do you have to have that kind of a of a relationship as well so you actually enjoy talking to the person? Or That's am right. I going too much woo-woo or is that, is that valid? No, no. I mean, it, look, you're going to have hard times and you're going to have good times mm-hmm. as well. So you want to have someone that you can celebrate with and someone that you, that can help you and, and listen to your problems and worries and concerns and actually, um, you know, uh, give you a boost. So, yes, it is a relationship. It's like a marriage. Uh-huh. We've heard that one said before. Thank you, Sanjay. MR, let's turn to you. I love this frothy financial times. I'm thinking milkshakes and fraps. I don't know. <laughs> and these frothy – well, first of all, let's just dive into the first part of your statement here. What is frothy about our financial times and where did that come from, MR? 
Well, I mean, you've seen in the past six months or a year all these exits. Instagram sold for a billion dollars wow. uh, with no revenue. You've seen deals like that happen over and over, which really leads to the question, are entrepreneurs here just to flip companies or they want to build long-lasting companies? And that really is a key thing uh, that needs to be thought through by the entrepreneur and by the investor. You know, are you investing in a company that's going to be here for 6 to 18 months or 24 months and, and sold to someone? Or are you here to invest and build a company that is going to be around for 5, 10, 15 years and build a lot of value? So that Talk is to- a really a good a question that the entrepreneur has to ask. Uh, and answer honestly to himself and also the investors. All right. Question for you. Built to last, built to flip. What are the time frames? You mentioned 10 or 15 years. Built to last would be a lot longer, I'm assuming. But what's the flip window? How quickly would somebody want to flip? Yeah, I think uh, the flip time frame that uh, we are seeing in the market is anywhere from 18 to 36 months. Somewhere, you know, pretty short uh, window there. Uh, and in my mind, built to last is at least, you know, a, a 10 years plus, which used to be the case in the old days in Silicon Valley. And in fact, I just had an exit recently where, you know, we had invested in the company 10 years ago and the company just exited and it was a great return. You know, we got 11 times our money back and, mm-hmm. and the investors were, most of them were patient enough to wait. You know, it wasn't, uh, no one was harassing the CEO saying, hey, how come we don't have liquidity? Uh, and people who did that, uh, the CEO took care of them and, and bought them out during the course of the 10 years. And for those of us who stayed, you know, we got a fantastic return. Fantastic. 11 sounds wonderful, especially yeah. in this this market. We're, we're going to bring that word frothy back in later, MR. I love that. And let's turn to Gaurav Tavari from SAP Ventures. You say, the market rewards qualities that are scarce. Now, that makes it sound as though very few out of that pool of what I call the about-to-be, wannabe game changers, Gaurav, are really going to get the attention of you at SAP Ventures or MR or Sanjay, who are the, the money people today. What do you mean the market rewards qualities that are scarce? How scarce? Is it the idea? Is it the board of directors? Is it the business plan? What's scarce? Yeah, you know, I, I think the what I'm really getting at there is that there are just way too many me-too plays in the market. And I, and I think, you know, entrepreneurs, to their credit, take an incredible amount of risk uh, and have a lot at stake in building some of these companies. And yet, you know, I think we continue to see a lot of uh, imitation, a lot of me-too plays in the market. You know, good examples of this are, a few months ago, people were talking about the dozens, if not hundreds, of Groupon clones that are out there. More recently, people have been talking about all the gaming companies that are trying to imitate uh, Zynga. Uh, you know, in the aftermath, you know, MR mentioned Instagram. In the aftermath of Instagram, the you know the landscape of private companies is littered with dozens of Instagram wannabes. Uh, I think at the end of the day, as a, as an investor, you know, a big part of what I look for in a fundable company is whether the idea is truly differentiated. Uh, you you emphasize disruptive, uh, which I'm glad mm-hmm. you did because that is a key word. Because at the end of the day, yes. it, is it differentiated and is it disruptive enough to be a big business? Are two of kind of the core pillars of ultimately what gets us returns. 
Very interesting. And I want to finish the rest of your quote because you have some other really good words. And when you say game-changing disruptive businesses, that goes to the heart of what Coffee Break with Game Changers is all about. The title of our show here presented by SAP, as you know, we talk about disrupting the status quo. I think years ago and maybe not that long ago, disruption meant something bad. Now it's a wow. Now I believe it's one of those things you talk about, the qualities that are scarce. So you say as an investor, Gaurav, you're looking for game-changing disruptive businesses with management teams, and here's the key, who possess the knowledge, imagination, and conviction to successfully execute upon a bold vision. So I hear imagination, and that says to me what you're talking about, me too. When you have imagination, you're not sticking safe with me too, are you? You're coming up with something brand new. Is that accurate? That, that's exactly right. You know, and, and, I, and I kind of borrowed this framework from, uh, you know, to the, from the Stanford School of Design, where they talk about knowledge, imagination, and conviction as sort of, sort of three pillars if you will. Uh, I, I think, um, uh, you know, certainly a lot of entrepreneurs possess the knowledge, which is the ability to figure out how to build something. A lot of entrepreneurs can, you know, a subset of those can figure out how to be different or differentiated, uh, which speaks to imagination. Uh, and then a very small subset of that group has the conviction to then execute on the idea. And by conviction, I don't just mean taking the impetus to start a company, but rather you know, to kind of see the company through the ups and downs, uh, through its life cycle, and to kind of build towards a successful eventual outcome. Uh, I, th- I think, ima- you know, in this particular market environment that we're in, where we see very rapid acceleration and adoption of new technologies, primarily driven by social media, um, you know, and, and things like Instagram taking off, almost becoming overnight hits, you know, the difference between flipping and building a long-term company, the lines are often blurred. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think the pace of adoption of uh, these, some of these products is just uh, mind-boggling in terms of its sheer velocity. And particularly in these times, I think it's important uh, for company builders and entrepreneurs to figure out why, what makes them special. At the end of the day, what sets them apart and, and actually makes them defensible relative to potential copycats down the road. Let me ask you one quick question because we're about to head into our first break. Uh, Gaurav, question for you. Is it the founder of the company's choice when to flip or is it the VC or the angels? And we can I- extend this question into the second segment. But what do you think? Is it the founder's choice? Hey, I want to stick around with this or I want to flip it. And, and who decides quickly? Yeah, I, I think it's usually in uh, well-run companies, it's a, it's a mutual choice. I think very few functional companies make unilateral decisions, whether it's the investor or the entrepreneur. That said, I, I do think that at the end of the day, a company's mission is to maximize shareholder value. And if you can flip a company in 12 months for a billion dollars, then you know I say God bless you. Hey, I say God bless you. God says God bless you. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm speaking with M.R. Rangaswamy from the Sandhill Group, Sanjay Parthasarathy from Index.com, Chris O'Connor from Tapterra, Garv Tavari from SAP Ventures. When we come back, we'll find out what these four very, very smart panelists are drinking today, what's in their coffee cup, and then we're going to launch headlong into a deep discussion about investment. How do you get the bucks to make you a game changer? We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Social media is growing at an astounding rate. In just virtually five short years, we have seen YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter take the world by storm. How do you effectively make social media work for you? Tune in to The Social Universe with host Kurt Wilhelm. We'll show you how to market your business or yourself to get ahead, especially in unstable economic times. We'll also discuss practices that you can apply to increase visibility and revenue as you unlock the mysteries of the social universe. The Social Universe is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And we're back, and we're going to talk about Coffee Break, because that's what we call ourselves, Coffee Break with Game Changers. So I'm going to ask Chris O'Connor from Tapterra, what are you drinking today, Chris? And where are you calling from, please? So I'm calling from San Francisco. It's sunny for once, which is uh, um, great and always rare in the morning. And I have to say, Bonnie, I've switched off of coffee for the last month or so, and I'm currently in a Japanese green tea kick. Um, I'm enjoying ah. coffee. Both the experience of the tea, the taste of the tea, and it's also part of a, a little bit of a ceremonial process making the tea. You get a special bamboo whisk, um, and you get to blend it up uh, fresh every morning, and um, it's a very genuinely soothing experience. I'm, I'm going to see how far that will take me. I'll probably switch back to coffee when I need the caffeine <laughs> kick, but we'll see. <laughs> I like the idea of the bamboo whisk and the soothing experience. Those are both new words for us here on Coffee Break. Thank you for sharing, Chris. Sanjay, what's in your cup today? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from um, Seattle, so it's a little cloudy, um, as usual. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm drinking what I drank this weekend. I call it the um, the, the Big Data Kool-Aid. And uh, <laughs> it's got a little vodka. It's got a little Sprite for that fizziness. It's got organic rose petals, and it's got a green chili for a little spice. 
Beautiful. That's a new one to us. Lovely, lovely. MR, can you top that one? Well, I'm uh, sitting here in San Francisco looking at the Golden Gate Bridge, and uh, last night uh, we ran out of coffee, so about 10 o'clock at night I had to run down to the Starbucks, and I didn't have milk either, so I uh, bought a pound of coffee, a Kenyan coffee from Starbucks, and uh, begged them for a cup of milk, so <laughs> this morning I could <laughs> brew the coffee and had, had some milk to it, so that's my experience today. And, and did Starbucks accommodate you with the milk you asked for, Amar? I got my 2% okay. milk, and I'm happy. There you go. Well, we're doing a little social media here. We've just supported the Starbucks brand. Good to know. And let's turn to Garv. Where are you calling from, and what are you drinking today? Hi, Bonnie. So I'm calling from uh, sunny Palo Alto today. It's beautiful, 60 degrees and, uh, and bright. Uh, I've got actually something called kombucha tea, which I don't know how well is known outside of San Francisco, but uh, it seems to be... A big favorite of San Francisco startups these days, kombucha tea is an effervescent fermentation of sweetened tea, and specifically the one I have is mystic mango flavored, and and quite the beverage. Very very nice, thank you. And you know what? I'm going to share some some of the coffee tweets. We've got some noise in the background, and some of the tweets that are coming in on Twitter about what people are drinking. Malcolm is drinking the rebranded Equator Coffee's Jaguar Espresso. Malcolm, I want to say vroom when I think of Jaguar. Bittersweet chocolate notes dominate. Supported. I have to do my my coffee voice here. Bittersweet chocolate notes dominate. Supported by caramel, hazelnut, and toast-like accents. Delivers a rich, slightly piquant cup. Oh, how nice. Malcolm, thank you. And Kristen says that she doesn't know what game changers drink, but she's drinking lemon lime G2, and that surely has changed her game. She is down 34 pounds on her diet. I don't know whether she had the wedding yet, but I'm sure she looks gorgeous. Thank you, Kristen, very much for sharing. Now, let's go back into our topic today, and I'm going to call on Chris O'Connor from Terra. Chris, you heard what Sanjay said and what MR said and what Garv said about the climate for angels and VCs, what they're looking for, what kind of relationships they want. We've talked about built to last versus built to flip. You have been the recipient of funding. What was your experience? Are they saying things that resonate with your experience or was it a little different? What can you add, subtract, or change there? So they're definitely uh, speaking to my experience as well. I think um, it might have been Guara mentioned that um, you know you, you have to look at uh, your partner in funding as uh, one of your most important employees. And I'd say even going a step further and looking at them as, looking at them as your spouse. Um, or someone you're going to be spending a lot of time with, and and that will ha- that will be through the ups and downs uh, and the good and the bad. Um, I think one the one other point I'd probably bring up or focus on from our own experience is that it's easy for a, an early stage company to sort of get a little bit of tunnel vision around a point in time. You know, they're either uh, developing new products or talking to customers about new ideas or thinking of innovative new you know solutions that will supplant the iPad or or Apple in um, you know market size and market cap, and those those will generate a lot of uh, in the moment concerns. Trying to hire, trying to find or grow your sales team, and um, and so I think spending a little bit more time on the strategic side and making sure that you're partnering with someone who not only is going to be able to provide you with advice and guidance and naturally monetary support in the moment is is important, but also uh, making sure that it aligns with your long term goals. Um, in Top Chair's case, you know we then came up with a pretty eclectic. Um, um, mix of uh, investors that that really worked for us for other you know colleagues in, in the industry we've seen uh, a lot of success with traditional routes and actually I have uh, a number of other friends who are going untraditional routes 
actually working more towards government grants, um, you know, and even work going to different uh, countries outside of the U.S. to to explore those grants. So it's a, it's really it really is a matter of understand your current needs, but also look at look at what those long term needs are and, and try and uh, find a partner or a spouse that's going to be able to support you through the good and the bad. Good, good points all. I'm going to turn to Sanjay. Sanjay, you sent me some notes before the show. You say, we're talking about the process of looking for funding, which is how I started the show. You say for the angel round, it's easier to raise a little bit each from a large number of investors. You also say raise money when you can, not when you need. And you also say, I love this one, raising money is good discipline. It forces you to think things through. Sanjay, help us out a little bit with these. Is there a Bible of how to go about getting funding? It sounds like you have thought this through. Talk to me. Well, I mean, I think um, the first thing um, you need to do is to share the idea with lots and lots and lots of people. So when I um, when I started the company, I must have talked to close to a couple of hundred people just talking about the idea, vetting the idea, having people criticize it. And then the idea grows as a result. Um, it, it becomes part of the community in, in some sense, uh, the community that you've, that you've talked to. And it's only after, uh, you know, you feel like it's taken a good shape that you go talk to friends and family and angels who you think can actually contribute to the financial success of the company. Um, so that's the, that's the process I followed. I mean, I, um, I went to about 16 to 20 angels, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, 16 of them actually um, invested in the angel round. Uh, but wow. it was the result of um, several months of conversations with them and with others in terms of getting the idea into tip-top shape so they felt comfortable. I mean, and I follow the same process with VCs as well. Um, you know, you start, you start um, started as a relationship. You start talking about your ambition. You talk about the type of company that you want to build. One of the first documents I wrote was the culture of the company that I wanted to build. And if you go to the website, I mean, it's, it's right there up top. And that's an important discussion because if the VC mm-hmm. understands the type of company that you're, you're trying to build, if it's for the long term, built to last, then they will take that perspective. And so that's what all of the conversations are about, is to give people the context, the ambition, the goals, the culture, the type of company that you're trying to build. And if they believe in that, I think they'll um, – and if they believe in the idea, I think the money is a little bit easier. Okay, very, very interesting. How now? I, I know anybody who's an entrepreneur or starting a, a company, a new company, perhaps they haven't done it in a while, is is going to be asking the question because I'm certainly asking this. How do you protect your idea if you're talking about it, writing it down, describing it, focusing on the business team, the plan, the culture? You've got documents, you've got a website. How do you protect it, Sanjay? Start me off with this, and I'm going to turn to Mr. and, and Garv to talk about that from the angel and VC perspective. Protecting your idea so nobody steals it. How do you do it? Yeah. So I think the first thing is you talk to people you trust. And you, you start with that group, you know, whether it's, it's a few people or, you know, 10 to, 10 to 15 people. It's people you trust. These are not the people that are going to go uh, steal your idea. They're going to make it stronger. And at, at, at some point you feel like you're comfortable, you're confident enough that, you know, what's in your head can't be ripped off. At that point, you expand the audience. Um, and, you know, um, MR asks me this question all the time. You know, how about I take this idea and have somebody else build it? And I tell him, well, if they can build it, go for it. Because I've spent enough time thinking about it, I've, I've spent enough time working on it, that I don't think it's easy to be ripped off just like that. But that okay. comes with confidence over time. 
uh, but you always start with people you trust. Okay, very good point. Trust. So we we talked about the marriage and the spouse, Chris O'Connor. Now we're talking about trust, which we know is one of the cornerstones and the biggest pillar of a marriage. So, uh, MR, we, we brought your name up here. Why don't you talk about that trust? You as an angel, what do you experience? Are people nervous talking to you? Yeah, I mean, this is political season, so I have to use a political analogy. Please and do. To add to it, I would say, you know, is is the entrepreneur someone you can go have a beer with, you know? And uh, okay. can you get along when you take them to a ball game or to uh, to you know a bottle of beer? Uh, and so I really look for that uh, in terms of uh, working with uh, someone. You know, can you can you meet with them uh, out of business, outside of business? Can you build a, a relationship? Uh, are you excited about it, or is it a boring meeting? And so all these things go through your head as uh, you make these investments. And that's I think how you build trust is. Uh, like Sanjay was telling early on, if it's going great, you know, everything's fine. It's only during the hard times or you've lost yeah. a deal or lost an employee and the entrepreneur wants to commiserate with you. That's when I think you really bond and that's where you build the relationship. And so you need trust to be a key part of that because uh, this is a team effort. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. I appreciate that. Garv, you're going to take me to break again, my friend. Talk to me. Trust. You're a VC. Uh, trust on both sides of the table, and, and I want you to add to that. Do you ever talk to people who have an idea that at first seems crazy with a capital K and a lot of Z's at the end and say, what? And then the light bulb goes off. You ever have that? <laughs> well, of course. Well, first, I'd say trust is everything. Uh, I think this is a business that's uh, predicated upon trust because by definition, you know, as an as an investor, you're handing over a large amount of money to an entrepreneur who you mm-hmm. may have known for an amount of time, but certainly, you know, are not going to be involved on a day-to-day basis or minute-by-minute basis overseeing every aspect of how that money is spent. So I, I certainly think that chemistry, trust, rapport, what have you, that's a combination of uh, interaction and uh, tangible signals as well as intangible signals and mutual touch points uh, in the market. Are, are very important. Uh, I think to your second point around uh, you know ideas mm-hmm. that can seem outlandish. I'd say every big disruptive idea was outlandish and uh, completely crazy at some point in time. You know I think uh, for Facebook to say seven years ago that hey in seven years from now we'll have a billion users uh, would have sounded crazy. pretty outlandish. Uh, you know for for any of these companies for Groupon to say you know four years ago that we're going to become the fastest growing startup. Uh, amongst the fastest growing startups in history would have seemed absolutely crazy. But I think as an, as an in, investor, a, a big part of, you know, my job is to evaluate those statements and put some context around them. And a lot of that context comes from some of the qualities we talked about, about the management team, around whether they have knowledge, imagination, conviction, whether the idea seems like it's uh, something that people would want to use, whether it seems like it's feasible and buildable. And then, you know, finally, whether it's viable economically and whether there's a business that can be built around it. So I, I welcome listening to ideas that uh, that sound crazy because oftentimes they're a good signal to me within reason that the entrepreneur is uh-huh. thinking big and, uh, and has a bold vision. 
Yes, thank you. And we are at, we're actually past break, but I don't want to interrupt because this is great information. We have to congratulate Jamie Anderson, who was a guest on the show. I think it was last week, Jamie. He said he's drinking champagne today after Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys retweeted Jamie's Forbes blog. Congratulations, Jamie. Had to put this in there. And we also found out from Wikipedia that VC, uh, pound sign, that's hashtag VCs report that the trendy morning drink in San Francisco based startups is kombucha tea. There you go. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. You never know what kind of gems we're going to deliver to you. Don't even think of touching that app, that mouse. However you're listening, we'll be right back with lots more sweet and sour of making the deal. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, we have quite the tweeting community here today. I can't even keep up with them. We have Greg. Thank you. Greg says, want to create a great culture for your startup? Take a good macrobiotic. Well, thank you for those words of wisdom, Greg. Kate just joined us. She said she just tuned in to hashtag SAP Radio. Nothing but tea in her cup this week, but great conversation on SAP Radio on venture investing and big ideas. And, of course, we have Malcolm here, and he says, protect your startup idea. Always start your plan with people you trust. Thank you so much. So let's turn to MR. I want to know, you're an angel, we'll talk to Gaurav, a VC, we'll talk to Sanjay and Chris some more. What are the good ideas? What what niches are these widgets? Are these household appliances? Are these ways to get your car to fly up to the roof in a snowstorm? Are these social mobile cloud? Are they all the best ideas in the tech space? MR, where are you seeing these really brilliant disruptive ideas? What industry? What niche? Talk to me. Yeah, I think the, the two categories that we are looking at quite a bit these days. One is big data, and the other one is the mobility part of the enterprise. 
And those are two areas that are catching our attention. And uh, two of our investments are actually on this call. You know, Sanjay is uh, attacking the big data space, and mm-hmm. and Chris is doing the uh, mobility applications. So really continuing to see lots and lots of deals in both these areas. And, again, some are application-oriented, some are infrastructure-oriented. Uh, so really across the board, uh, some are application management and data management. So really a lot of interest in the in these two spaces but again you have to be really really cautious like Gaurav said uh, lots of companies imitating other companies who are imitating other companies uh, who might be imitating SAP you know so really a <laughs> lot of uh, me too's out there so you got to really cut through all this stuff and find the entrepreneur who has the really good idea that's very different and uh, contrarian and that's hard to do very, very hard to do. Sanjay, talk to me. Index.com. Tell us a little bit about it, please. How, who started it? How long has it been around? What do they or you do? Yeah, um, it's still in stealth, um, but we're in the big data space. I, um, you know, I retired from Microsoft about three years ago and started thinking about this. And about two years ago, formed the company. And about a year ago, started to put the team together. Um, and so I've got four co-founders. Um, one used to be the CEO of Alcatel Lucent in India. Another used to be a, uh, an architect uh, for healthcare systems, both in the UK and in the US. Um, and so my, my priority has been, one, to get the culture right, get the people right. Um, and we've been building product now for about seven months, and we should be shipping this year. Um, but, you know, we're still in stealth. Um, you know, my belief is big data in, in the enterprise can really help um, business people um, of all kinds within the enterprise make better decisions. And so we're, we're focusing on a data set that we think can add, a, add value to everybody in, in, in a business. When you say you're in stealth, can you explain that to me? Yeah, so, so we've, we've raised enough money so we don't have to uh, talk about our product until we think that we're ready to bring it to market, to go to market. Okay. Um, and so we're just keeping it a little quiet. The, the people who need to know, our investors, our partners, our customers, uh, we talk to uh, one-on-one. Um, so mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not ready to go broadly public yet. Okay. And we, we won't tell a word. This is just a <laughs> secret conversation among the five of us. It's Bonnie, Chris, Sanjay, MR, and Garav. It's just nobody else is going to know about this. And I very much appreciate your coming on the show and, and coming a little bit out of stealth mode. Chris O'Connor, Tapterra, refresh my memory. What is Tapterra? What do you do? How did it start? How is it going? What did you do about your initial funding? Bring us, uh, bring us on the timeline from then till now, please. Sure, Bonnie, and I think I might be able to tie it into some of the other um, themes that sure. we were just discussing. Um, Great. So Taptera, uh, we're in the business of selling productivity apps to large companies. Uh, and really, when you think about it, we're trying to tie into the idea that in today's world, things like data and you know, even computing power and connectivity is almost unlimited or limitless from a, from a you know the average person's perspective. We no longer have to worry about where information is stored and how fast our connection is and building applications that, you know, run on slow machines. We now have handheld devices that are, you know, much more powerful than computers were just uh, five or ten years ago. Um, and so I think you're seeing companies like TopTerra, you know, companies like Index.com, trying to figure out how to take advantage of that, how to, how to make all of this information that's available within uh, an enterprise 
or kind of out there, you know, with the Internet in general, how to take that information and make it actionable. It could be in the form of reporting or analysis, or in the case of Tapterra, building great tools and applications that allow salespeople to be more productive or, or sell quicker. Um, it really cross-cuts, I think, what we label as big data or mobile or social. But the, the underlying premise is, how do, you, how do you take advantage of almost this limitless wealth of resources that we have and let people and employees um, you know, be more efficient, more productive? Uh, it's an interesting angle. Tepterra, we've uh, we found it over a year. We, we were founded over a year ago, with our focus squarely on the, the mobile side of the equation. As as Amar was mentioning, um, we have six applications, and we came about as a result of uh, a lot of hard work in the past on our part before we started Tepterra, um, working in big IT shops. And uh, we've had a we've had a fun ride in terms of investment um, with Amar and uh, um, a number of other individuals, kind of making up our our series round rather than going with the traditional route. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're, um, we're doing well. We're definitely in that storming part of the uh, startup life cycle where we're growing customers and growing our expertise and, um, and having fun while doing it. Okay. I want to ask MR, since his name came up again, MR, how did Chris find you? Was it, uh, was it an ad somewhere? Was it your website? Was it your sandhill.com newsletter? Where did he find you? And, and what was your reaction when Chris first came to your attention? Good? Not so good? Wow. We'll talk about it later. Let's have a beer. What happened? Yeah, I wish I could say it was at Match.com, but <laughs> our angel <laughs> list or something like that, but not that, not that way. But you uh, read my mind. <laughs> yeah, really, it came through. Uh, came through the network. Uh, another angel investor who we invest quite a bit with had uh, met with Chris and really liked the deal and and called me up and quickly Chris and I met and uh, we hit it off and uh, it went from there. So clearly, uh, a lot of the deals we get come from the network. Uh, and that's kind of how I like to look at the deals. Uh, we do get lots of unsolicited uh, calls, but uh, they don't get as much attention. Uh, but really trust the network of people we work with. And so most of our deals come through someone who invests with us or is known to us. So that's kind of how we get a majority of our deals. Okay, and how many crazy ideas do you see that just from the get-go, MR, you say, OMG, i got to just clear my calendar. I want to spend three days with these people and just help them because this is the big one. Do you see that often, MR? Uh, rarely, very rarely, maybe once in a blue moon. Okay, and and from your bio, I know we, we're still saying that you've invested in, let's see, 35 companies in 15 years. Do you have an update on that? Have uh, we increased? Yeah. I think it's I, now more like 40 companies. And I so had the a past, yeah, the past six months has been uh, very, very hot, uh, lots of good deals coming through, and we don't want to pass up on the opportunity to, to work with all these entrepreneurs. So it's actually... Uh, much better these days, and as you can tell, a lot of the VCs also have uh, taken away their focus from the consumer space, and they're now finding that the enterprise space is more interesting, and so mm-hmm. a lot more action going on with uh, the whole enterprise software space now. Thank you. Sanjay from Index. When you were looking for Angels VCs, did you also consider what I call the FFF circle, the family, friends, and fools, or did you go big right from the start? Um, no, I, I mean, it started off with uh, family and friends. I mean, MR is an angel and a friend, so I guess he's, uh, he's unique. Um, but it, it started off with friends. Um, remember, I wanted to talk to people that I trusted, and mm-hmm. you know, MR clearly was one that I trusted. 
um, along with some of my closest friends. And I was lucky enough that um, those friends decided it was worth investing. Very good. And how did you find MR? You said he was already a friend. Was it a business relationship you already had, or somebody passed you along to him? How did that, re- how did that introduction happen? Our families go back several generations together. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it's, the it's FFF. A handshake. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. You know, I want to do a secret handshake and give people a little clue here. We have a radio cast website where all of these wonderful shows, I think they're wonderful anyway, SAP presents Coffee Break with Game Changers. They're stored, they're archived, they're there forever. And you can even get yourself uh, an official SAP Game Changers Coffee Break mug. And let me tell you, this isn't just your little souvenir shop mug. This is a, this is a mug. It's really beautiful. It's oversized. Even as my name on it, but you can turn it around if you want to. But it's SAPGameChangersRadio.com. Again, www.SAPGameChangersRadio.com. Just go in there, just sign up, and you can get access to all of these. The site is updated every time we do a new live show. And I know you'll all find this interesting on the panel today. We have a huge on-demand listenership for this show. We have huge, uh, 20,000, 25,000 people a month are finding us on-demand. That's why I want them to go to SAPGameChangersRadio.com. Get that official mug and listen to us anytime you like. We're going to go to our final break, and you know what's coming up next. It's the crystal ball round. I'm going to be asking my four esteemed guests, MR, Chris, Sanjay, and Gaurav, to look ahead five years or whatever time frame they wish and predict what will investing angels, VCs, looking for bucks, looking for funding. What will it look like five years from today? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Brad, out. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Okay, we're back, and it's time for Crystal Ball, and we're going to start with, let's see, we're going to ask the panel, what will investing for startups look like in 2017? I'm going to start with Chris O'Connor from Terra. What do you think, Chris? Five years ahead? Can you go out that far? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're 
Well, you know, I think uh, Mark brought up an interesting point with uh, Match.com for Angels that he'll probably expand upon. But I, I think in general, you're going to see people leveraging the power of their network. You can kind of imagine a LinkedIn for, you know, possible investors or people with good ideas matching with not only investors, but also founders. Um, out of the three startup friends that I've met most recently, two out of the three have found their starters through weekend events or activities. So I think you're going to see the velocity of kind of these connections um, increase substantially. Uh, you'll basically be looking at friends and family on a broader scale and, and trying to connect with the people who know your friends and family to help you uh, with your get your ideas off the ground. Okay, good points all. If you were starting out right now looking for funding, Chris, with Tapterra, right this minute, what would you do yeah. differently? Anything? Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, uh, similar to what uh, Sanjay had, had discussed, I w- I'd spend a, a good amount of time just out there talking, both to investors and the potential customers. Um, I think entrepreneurs feel that they have to rush to get money, but the, um, the experience of, of honing your vision and honing uh, you know, what makes you unique I think is invaluable. Um, so I, I would I would spend a little bit less time focused on the raising money part, which if you have the luxury is of course um, great, uh, and more time um, out there kind of walking the halls or work, walking outside the company. Thank you. Keep your day job until you're ready, right? Yeah, maybe. Okay, Sanjay Parthasarathy, Index I N D I X dot com. Your predictions, please. Can you go five years from today to 2017 and tell us what you think the sweet and sour of investing will look like? Will it be different from right now, Sanjay? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I'm I'm a strong believer in personal relationships, and I think technology is going to help make connections. Um, but your network, um, the effort you put into building those personal relationships is still going to be the most important ingredient. So, yes, I mean, the velocity is going to increase because you're going to be able to connect with more people um, a lot faster. But the selection, um, the final pick um, of who you work with closely is going to be just as hard, and it's going to be based on relationships. Okay, so that will stay the same. What do I say? It's all about people. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Thank you, Barbara. Okay, let's turn to MR. You've done this drill before several times. Where we? I have to ask you, MR. Are we still going to have frothy financial times five years from now? I I think so. I think the corporate IT space, uh, the enterprise space, which uh, all these companies here on the show and SAP play in, is completely transforming itself. Uh, so CIOs and, and large IT shops are, are really changing out all their technologies, and they will be over the next five years with cloud computing, with mobility, with big data, and all these trends. I think there's going to be a huge transformation, huge opportunities for startups in the enterprise space. I think the focus now is moving away from the consumer stuff and now refocused on the enterprise and so I think there's going to be huge opportunities, frothy times, lots of startups who can grow big and be successful. Uh, so I definitely see that for the next five years, very bullish on that. At the same time, having looked at uh, you know being an angel investor before the word was coined 15, 16 mm-hmm. years ago, I don't think much has changed, and I agree with Sanjay on this, uh, not much has changed in terms of how we make investments. It's all through trusted relationships and the network. And lots of it is still physical meetings. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know how much that is going to change. Maybe sourcing of the deals uh, might be done a little bit more online, but there's no substitute for the actual meetings and people coming through your trusted network. 
I was going to ask you that about the the globalness or the globality. I don't know what the word is about an online because not everybody can just afford to fly where you are for those meetings. Uh, Mr. How many deals come in front of you and your investment group of? If, is it just you who's the angel, uh, no, or do you have a group? It's it's an informal network of uh, half a dozen people. But, okay. How uh, many we, deals come across a year right now? Yeah, we see probably we get uh, over 200 business plans that are serious and end up meeting with uh, about one a week. So I'd say about 50 entrepreneurs a year. And okay. out of that, maybe do two, maybe three deals. Okay. And do you see that changing in terms of your volume of coming across your plate, your desk in five years? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it could increase. You know, I think with uh, my belief that the corporate space is changing rapidly, there's opportunities for Lots and lots of companies. But, you know, the talent has to be there. So it's not mm-hmm. the me too's, but really the talented entrepreneurs. And I don't know if that pool is going to dramatically increase. I'm sure it'll expand. But uh, I don't see the deal flow going up for quality deals that much. Okay, and let's turn to, thank you, Mr. Gaurav Tavari from SAP Ventures. Same questions for you. Look ahead five years. Do you see the number of deals, the quality of the deals, the number of commitments you can afford to make going up, down, or the same in five years? And anything else you want to share in your predictions, Gaurav? Sure, uh, Bonnie. So, I mean, I'm I'm very optimistic, actually, and I, I see the pace of innovation and um, and just accelerating over time. I see the quality of ideas getting better every year. I see the quality of entrepreneurs getting better. I think people are learning from those before them. I think the tools to build and start a company, the tools to actualize an idea are more readily accessible. I think, uh, you know, capital markets have, uh, are more accessible to the, to the typical entrepreneur than they have ever been in the history of the industry. So I think today, more than ever, uh, I, you know, I, I find more reasons to be optimistic that we're going to see higher quality more ideas, bigger ideas going forward, and it's a great time to be an investor and an entrepreneur from that perspective. Now, I think, you know, I would like to take this opportunity to offer some advice mm-hmm. that I think could would be very relevant to the audience Please. of the show, and in particular mm-hmm. aspiring entrepreneurs who yes. are trying to figure out, you know, what is it, what is the best way to kind of get successfully funded and to get connected with the investor. You know, I'd say, first of all, do your homework. So you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And as an entrepreneur, it's very important to have thought through your idea, done some homework, done some preparation and refining your pitch so that you present it articulately and in a thoughtful way. Secondly, I'd say know what the VC is looking for. So, again, maybe kind of doing your homework a little bit, but, you know, there's nothing uh, more off-putting than having an entrepreneur come to a VC with something that, that the VC doesn't look at. For example, we don't look at Entertech or clean tech, uh, just as an example, we do look at technology and software very extensively in internet businesses. Mm-hmm. So I think having that sort of relevancy lens is very important because it gets you credibility with the VC. And at the end of the day, even if you're not a fit, the chances are you will get helpful pointers and introductions out of it. And thirdly, we've talked a lot about trust on the show today and the importance mm-hmm. of relationship, relationship building and chemistry. Uh, I think, you know, best way to get introduced to a venture fund or an angel investor is through a warm introduction. At SAP Ventures, we typically invest in about 1% of the companies we meet on an annual basis. So the funnel is pretty tight. We value companies that come in through trusted sources and through warm referrals. Mm -hmm. I think as an entrepreneur, we're also looking to you 
to the to the entrepreneur to be resourceful enough to be able to make those connections and find those channels to get warm introductions into the firm. Is there one last question? We're just about out of time. Gaurav, quick question. I'll give you 15 seconds. Is there a DNA of today's entrepreneur who will be successful, age, gender, experience in business? Just give me a quick, real, real quick personality profile or a demographic. Boy, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I'd, say, <laughs> I'd say it's more you know, intangible. It's, uh, it, it actually it comes down to how resilient you are. How, how convinced you are, and at the end of the day, how dedicated you are to making your idea successful. I think it has less to do with age and gender. It has more to do with mindset and, uh, and the creativity and the conviction to be able to actualize your idea. Thank you very much. I want to thank my panelists. Time for Bonnie's predictions. I'm going to predict that, let's see, tomorrow on In the Cloud with Game Changers. You know what we're talking about? Women in IT. I have a tremendously interesting and experienced panel talking about gender diversity at work. You don't want to miss that one. 1 p.m. Pacific here on the Business Channel. Sorry about that. And then, let's see, next week on uh, Coffee Break, we're going to be talking about mobility, RTE, right time experiences. On September 12th, we'll be talking about manufacturing, the factory of the future, ready Ready, set, now, September. Oh, we have such topics coming up in September. I want to do some shout-outs to Patricia Harris, Malcolm Kimberlin, Anka Rebel on vacation. Hope you're having a great one. And our wonderful team at the Business Channel, everybody including Brad and Ryan and Jeff and Jeff and everybody and Justin. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and my words for the wise for the week are, what are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer, whether for your company or your idea or your team. Just do it today. We'll talk to you next week here on Coffee Break with Game Changers and see you tomorrow in the cloud. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Sanjay, MR, and Guarov. Great panel. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign SAPRADIO. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.